Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And every once in a while, I get to, you know, most of my guests, you guys can figure out by now, end up becoming my friends. But sometimes I get the very great joy of interviewing people who are already my friends. And that is the case today with my guest, Felicia Shankin is the CEO and founder of the Philadelphia Women's Network Connection, PWNC. I'll refer to it from this point on, and the PWNC Foundation, Inc., which is a 501c3 nonprofit. Felicia's group is about strategizing with women business owners by identifying their strengths, which we know is important, building quality connections, and sharing resources that will get excellent and proven results in their businesses. And not only do they work with women, they do also work with men, those few brave that are, you know, they're daring enough to show up at a women's event. And I always love that. She's also uh, the host of her own TV show on RVN TV, and it's called Power Up Your Passion. I had the great opportunity to be her guest earlier this year, where we talk about the passion in life and how it led to or leads to where we are now. But this is something I really want to highlight, that this year in the March-April 2020 edition of the Fun Times Magazine, Felicia was uh, identified as one of 2020 Philadelphia's Who's Who Black Women of Influence. So it is my great honor to introduce my friend, Felicia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, absolutely, Michael. And thank you for having me on your show. Who knew that when we met a year ago that we both would be here, that you would be on my show, and now I'm honored to be a part of your show. Well, and we also laugh about who knew we would be here when we had actually met before we thought we met, because you actually literally live around the corner and have the most wonderful dog that in the whole world, and his name is Max. I know his formal name is Maximus, but Max is just an adorable pit bull. Um, He has a pit bull, right? (laughs) Yeah, he's a pit bull mix. (laughs) He's a little bit of everything. And he brought us together the first time. So... Um, I had just a couple highlights of your bio, Felicia, but tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and how you help people to shock their potential. Sure. Well, um, you know, like you said, uh, I love working with women. You know, there's always the myth that women can't work together, which I do not believe at all. I always say, if that is happening, then you need to check your circle of who mm-hmm. you're surrounding yourself with. 
So uh, what I do is I help women, um, you know, build their business where I meet them where they are. So whether they're thinking about starting a business, a seasoned business owner, or in the middle of their business, I find out what it is that they're trying to achieve. And I make sure that my team and I help them to get to that place. I love it. Um, I also love the fact you say uh, that if, if you're having trouble working with women, you should check your circle. And I think it's a really great point that um, I have had some incredible working relationships with other women. And I've been in the midst of some that were very, very toxic. And um, unfortunately, those ones that are toxic, you, you, you know why. <laughs> There's always one person. Always, always. <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> Oh, it's never us. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you the toxic ones are not me. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. Um, but I think that when you are in that, even if you're not the cause of it, um, the stress that it creates and the sense of like out of balance and out of whack, you know, makes you uh, maybe react. And I say you, I mean me. Um, mm -hmm. I can look back and see how, even though I know that the impetus of those things belong to someone else or several someone's else, <laughs> um, that I didn't. Um, not that I've, you know, followed suit, but I, I can't say that I look back at myself and and am always proud of my reactions of things, um, because I think there there's a lot of tension, and I'm really a big proponent of, you know, women supporting each other and working together, and it and I always think looking back, I wonder how. In some cases, I don't think there's much you can do for the other person, but there's always something we can do for us and learn from it. And I love the fact that you bring people together in a way that really is about supporting one another and, you know, dealing with those issues. I know you have some, you know, some great ground rules with your group in terms of how they act and interact. And I think that the, um, the level of professionalism is really high. How do you, you know, what made you want to, you know, have this passion to, you know, really, even though there are men in the group, really mm -hmm. to focus on something that is just for the development, you know, primarily for the development of women and their businesses? Well, you know, coming from a medical background of over 25 years, I, I would say I was born with that spirit of compassion. So my look on things is how can I serve? How can I help? What is it that you need? And I believe that the blessings are and when you're doing the serving and you put yourself out there and you generally want to help people, that that comes back to you. You know, if I had all the money in the world, I would probably do what I'm doing for free because mm -hmm. I love what I do. I generally love what I do. And, you know, when I hear the stories, for me, I, when I hear the stories of women say, you know, a post you did, changed my life, or I was feeling that way that day and you nailed it, or I heard um, you know, your story, or I saw maybe a Facebook Live you did, and I didn't know you went through that, and that's what I'm going through now. So mm -hmm. I, I wanted to be raw with my group. I wanted to be relatable. I wanted the women to know that, hey, you know, what you see me going through, all the things you mentioned about me, I had to get to that point. I'm still to that point where, you know, I'm constantly working on myself and growing. So I love working with women. Um, you know, I think we are a force to be reckoned with. I think at some point we're going to have a female president. And I just think that this is our time. And being united, we can get so much more done.
So talk about some of the things that you do with your group as well as with your nonprofit. Oh, absolutely. Um, so with the Philadelphia Women's Network Connection, which is my for-profit, uh, what we do specifically is we offer workshops, we offer events, we offer courses, um, everything that uh, a solo entrepreneur would need to help them in their business. So whether they're looking for uh, a way to do graphics on their own for their business in marketing, or if they're looking for leadership, or even doing a podcast, how to do that. You know, I try to tap into what it is that they feel they need. And I don't do intermediate stuff. It's a beginner's thing. It's almost like a 101 business type of thing. Cause I'm thinking if I was in this group, what would I want to know? And you know, how could you teach me? So I try to think on the level that way. And then I put polls in the group to see what the women would be interested in, um, you know, some of the topics and different things like that. So that's one of the ways that we work on the for-profit side. Now, my PWNC Foundation, which is my nonprofit, which was formed October 2019. So we're one years old at the end of this mm -hmm. month. Uh, I specifically formed that because that's a different animal. So think of the for-profit as getting them ready, whereas the nonprofit is the meat and potatoes, the meat mm -hmm. and potatoes. This is where I bring them in. We work with them specifically to bring them from either a full-time or a part-time job into full-time entrepreneurship. So mm -hmm. now we're holding your hand, we're working with you, we're helping you whichever way we can, and we're building your business with you. So they're kind of like hand in hand. So one prepares and one actually gives you your meal. I love, oh, I love how you say that. That's great. So you're feeding them, you know, some appetizers in one and you're feeding them a full course in the other. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Well, I know that, you know, especially for entrepreneurs, a lot of where we are um, today is comes from the lessons that we've learned and most of us from our professional careers, because, you know, like you said, you know, you're helping them move from a full-time or part-time employment into entrepreneurship. Um, there's, there's usually a reason behind that. And a lot of it has to do with those lessons that we've learned. So if you look back, what's in on your career, what was the most important professional lesson you ever learned that helped you to shock your potential? Wow. That's a great question. Um, you have to be authentic. You have to show up. People can tell when you are your true self, mm -hmm. they can feel it. If you're compassionate, you know, when I talk about PWNC, people say to me, I know you love what you do because you light <laughs> up. I can hear the excitement. And I'm like, yes, I do. I honestly love what I do. And I brought the same thing to the medical field. You know, I worked nine and a half years for the Department of Veteran Affairs here in Philadelphia. And I love working with the veterans. You know, they used to come and say to me, you know, thank you. You know, I worked in radiology, uh, you know, for a while, and then I went back to school for nursing. And Gwyneth Mercy, shout out to them. That's where I graduated from. And um, they would say, thank you, you know, for what you do. And I would say to them, no, thank you. It's because of you. It allows me to do what I need to do. So the gratitude, the authenticity, um, and just showing up and being present and, and listening it's so important to listen to people. You know, I used to say to my husband, when we talk or we would have disagreements, don't be so caught up in 
what your answer is going to be. Listen <laughs> to what I am saying. Take a exactly. few minutes, take it in, and then give me your answer. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to remind Paul of that next time I see him. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, Alicia and I were talking about you. <laughs> and by the way, I'll tell my husband the same thing. <laughs> I love it. And it is true. I think that when you are authentic, you do love what you do even more. Yes. And um, I know we've had some great conversations too about, you know, I loved it when you said earlier, you know, if I, you know, had all the money in the world, I would still do this and do this for free. And I know that you and I both feel that way about what we do. In fact, you know, both of us have struggled at times with, you know, how, how and when do you charge for the things that you just know and love to do? Yes. And uh, it was, it, it's interesting to have that journey and finally go, Hey, there's a reason I love what I do, but I also would like to be compensated for it. Right. <laughs> Because they don't have all the money in the world yet. So. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love it. You know, um, so part of that, that question to me always leads to the next one, which I love to ask. And it's not that, you that, not that you have to ask the answer that you'd go back and do anything different. But I love to ask everybody if you could go back in time and talk to the younger Felicia at any point in time and tell her anything that would have shocked her potential farther, faster, or kept her on the exact same path. You know, when would you go back and what would you tell her? Wow. I would probably go back to the age of 12. Uh, the age of 12 was very hard for me. Um, at the age of 12, I lost someone in my family who was very close to me. And at that time, I was also finding out some family secrets. And mm -hmm. I was just trying to um, absorb, I guess, uh, all these things that were happening to me. So I would say to Felicia at 12, you are good enough, you're kind enough, you're pretty enough, and no matter what happens, no matter what anyone tells you, always love yourself and put yourself first. So that's what I would say to the 12-year-old Felicia. It's such an important lesson, I think, for all of us, but especially if you have have a pivotal point in your life where you had drama and trauma, you yes. know, and drama and trauma together are, you know, really, you know, just hit you upside the head. And although we can all, you know, we all have those moments, I know that we turn back and say, gosh, I knew I, you know, I wish I had more confidence in myself and what I was. When you have that, that balance of drama and trauma, it is, I think, more difficult to to tell yourself those things and believe it. So I, I, I love that you share that. And I know that's a really honest part of who you are and, and what you, you know, what you try and convey when you're working with the, with the members of your group is that that part of you that is real, that yeah. you can't, you, it's not possible for us to, let me take this back. It is possible to separate your personal life from your professional life. But, uh, and I, I spent a lot of time trying to find that balance. And I don't think you should have too much of your personal and your professional life, but if you don't have enough, you're not authentic and you can't exactly. be authentic. Exactly. I feel the same way. You know, I always say the most broken people have the best stories. Mm. They have the best stories. We all have a story, but I tend to find the ones that are broken the most, those are the ones that bring to the world, they gift to the world. And that gift heals so many people. And, and oftentimes then the sharing of that gift heals them as well. Exactly. 
I love it. Well, I know you do uh, some incredible things. You're highly motivating. You know, what's on the agenda? What's on the future for, for both of your organizations? Do you have anything exciting coming up in, uh, you know, the end of this year or beginning 2021? Well, there's a lot of things going on uh, with, uh, with the for-profit. We just came off of a week long, it was called Med Week, which was Minority Educational Development Week. It was 42 organizations, everyone from the Department of Commerce to the International Airport, PGW, all the Department of Commerce and PG, I mean, PWNC was a part of that. So we just came off of an event um, and it was a great event. It was actually finding funding for your business doing COVID alternative oh. ways. So that turned out to be oh. a very good event. Um, I should have been a part of that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, it was last Wednesday, if you can believe that. So, um, you know, and then the end of this month, we are a part of the Philadelphia Small Business Expo. Uh, they're doing virtual this year. And I'm very excited about that because they put millions of dollars into this platform uh, where you can go into uh, this event and it feels like you are actually there. They have all these different organizations. They, uh, they built my virtual booth for me. So I was able to put videos and PDFs and, you know, I even have Paul helping me man the booth for questions <laughs> and people come and everything. So I'm excited about that. Um, so that's through the uh, for-profit. Um, coming up also, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but they will shortly, we are going to be partnering with a nonprofit, Act Philly. Act Philly is a animal shelter. That is where we adopted Max from eight and a half years ago. So we're going to be working with them to do some type of fundraiser campaign to make people aware of uh, animals in the shelter. We are their voice and they need us, they need us. And um, so we're gonna be doing a, a nice campaign with them, which we're gonna be rolling out probably within a week or two. Uh, I'll be sharing with everyone. And uh, I'm hoping that that will be it for this year. And the reason why I'm <laughs> saying that is because even though that, you know, it's been COVID, we've been very blessed to uh, be able to still have events online and people show up and be present. So I told people November and December will be my months where I can actually go into my business and reflect and fine tune some things and roll out some new things come 2021. So uh, that's where we are right now. I love it. And um, I can't wait to know more about what you're doing with the act because that's obviously great. And as you know, I adore Max. So Yes. He's, uh, <laughs> I never thought that there would be a pit bull, pit bull mix that I would just want to like lay down and cuddle with, but he's the one. <laughs> yes, I know. Let me tell you, I believe that dog is human. Everyone that sees Max falls in love with him. I try to talk to him. He mouths to me like he tries to talk to me. He is, he, he's just special. He's special. He really is. Although I am a little mad at him that he likes one of our other neighbors better than me someday. So, you know, we'll have to talk about this. <laughs> yes, I know, right? <laughs> Well, Felicia, I love it. Um, I know we are going to have all your contact information on your sh on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up and find you right now, what's the best way for them to Yes. Well, the best way for them to find me, it's easy. FeliciaShankin360.com. If you go there, 
It has everything you need to know, um, everything about the organizations, uh, about me, what we're doing, events. It's a great place to be and it's easy. I love it. Before we go, do you have any pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Sure, absolutely. Um, don't ever give up. Block the noise. Don't listen to the naysayers. There's so much noise and distraction out there around all of us. Don't listen to them. Love and appreciate your haters. People always say I'm crazy for saying that, but the reason why I say love and appreciate your haters, they keep you accountable. They make sure you do what you say you're gonna do. Your friends will give you a pass and say, oh, you can do it tomorrow. Your haters are watching every day. They wanna see you show up and be present. And always trust your gut. Your gut never lies. That's your spider sense. That's your God-given talent. Always trust it. I love it. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Felicia. As always, it is a joy. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.